Grace of Giving, Chapter 3 Life in All Its Fullness The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. Psalm 23, verse 1 When I first started my walk with the Lord, I did not know much about giving. Each time a preacher would start on the subject, I would squirm in my seat and only one thought occupied my mind. They are after my money. The mere mentioning of the word tithing would bring shivers up and down my spine and I would debate each and every person who followed certain principles for giving, especially when they came from the Old Testament. The Sunday in October 2002, when my husband and I first set foot in the Solid Rock Christian Center in Ventura, California, the teaching was on how to become a hilarious giver. And believe it or not, we became cheerful givers from that day on. The Lord transformed our minds completely. I am using my own experience to illustrate how the power of the Holy Spirit can renew our thinking, even in one day. Sometimes we need, we just need to hear a certain word or receive new revelation on a subject in order to review our thought patterns and often preconceived ideas. I've been trained to maintain a teachable spirit and I would like to ask you to do the same. Bear with me as we will walk through a very familiar scripture as the basis for our new way of looking at the Eighth Commandment. That scripture is John 10 verse 10 and I'm sure most of you are familiar with it. It says, The thief comes only in order to steal, kill and destroy. I, Jesus, have come in order that you might have life life in all its fullness. It wouldn't surprise me if John 10 verse 10 or at least part of it turns out to be one of the most quoted scriptures. Within Christian circles, so to speak, we can hear it in churches, on television and on the radio. We can read it in books and magazines and we will find it on the internet. We just love the part where Jesus says that he came so that we might have life, life in all its fullness, also called the abundant life. I love that scripture too. It holds a wonderful promise. It speaks about Jesus' love for mankind and it tells us something about the kind of life we should live as Christians. I would like to take a look at verse 10 as a whole, as well as in the context of the parable of the Good Shepherd that precedes this statement. Jesus amplifies the purpose of his coming to earth, to bring life, because others who came before him tried to deceive people by showing them the wrong track and thus taking or stealing their lives. In verse 8 Jesus calls them thieves and robbers. Therefore John 10 verse 10 not only holds a promise for a life in all its fullness, but it holds a warning as well. Jesus wants to teach us important insights regarding the choices we make every day, especially when it's about taking with or without permission and giving. Verse 10 is only a part of the speech Jesus gave to explain the parable of the Good Shepherd as told at the beginning of John chapter 10. Jesus states that he is to be compared with the gate and that everyone who comes in through that gate will be saved. He came to give life to everyone by saving mankind from a destructive and sinful nature that will eventually end in death. Entering life through the gate, that is Jesus' way, will bring us no ordinary life, but eternal bliss in his presence. 
and a preceding life in all its fullness here on earth. When Jesus promises life, a life in all its fullness, he's serious. He wants it for everyone. In verse 9 he says, whoever comes in by me will be saved. We just love to hear that part of the abundant life. But do we ever ask ourselves if we are entering this life his way? For good reasons, Jesus warns us that there, is also, that there are also people who are trying to enter that abundant life through another door, using different ways. We are talking futile ways here because they imply stealing, killing and destroying. In other words, the ways of the thief. In John 10 verse 1, Jesus says very clearly, I'm telling you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in some other way, is a thief and a robber. I had to read that verse over and over again. Somehow it is possible to climb in some other way. Somehow it's possible to sneak in without showing ourselves to the gatekeeper. Could it be true that we've been trying to enter a life in all its fullness via the back door, so to speak? Maybe you find this a ridiculous question. Maybe you are saved. You got delivered from your hurts and hang-ups. You are born again. You know all about the eternal life and you love God. You don't have to sneak in anywhere. Well, let me ask you another question. Are you living a life in all its fullness? Are all your needs met? Are all areas in your life balanced? If you answer one of these questions with a no, this might be a good time to consider the words in John 10 verse 10. When Jesus states he came to give us a life in all its fullness, he's not lying. He starts off in verse 7 saying, I'm telling you the truth. Truly, truly. So if we are not experiencing that wonderful life, we have to check our own attitude and not his. Is it possible that we are trying to enter that abundant life as a thief? In the words of Luke 6, verse 38, are we trying to receive the full measure, the generous helping, without giving to others? That's a serious question, is it? Now, don't get nervous or discouraged about this whole thing. As I stated in chapter 1, the purpose of this book is to shift our thought pattern according to Jesus' teaching. He wants to teach us a lot more than not stealing. He desires to teach us giving. John 10 verse 10 contains the warning, the grace and the promise. We will stay with this scripture and do the following. We will look into some ways of stealing that have become common practice in our society. We will check our attitudes and hopefully reshape our actions in that field. We will look into the way Jesus came to bring life by giving up his own. It is through his grace that we are able to change from gatherers into givers. Finally, we will look at life in all its fullness, balance in spirit, soul and body. Meditate on the following. Which area of my life is out of balance? Think spiritual, emotional, physical, financial, etc. Abundant life. Try to describe what that would look like.